back for another week. Welcome yeah. back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Blurt Survival God. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. With your co-host, Jay. And this is another episode of Blurt Survival God. Jay, how are you doing this fine evening? I am, man, I'm feeling good. It's been a long day. We, you know, the, the, we got this time change situation that we having to deal with. So, like, it's was dark at four o'clock. I hate it. It was weird. It was weird. Like, it felt like we had, honestly, it's felt like we have had two days in one, even just kind of like, because it's like we got the night day and then the, the, the day, day day. See, don't remind me because I got off work and... So there's like a third day in a day for you? It's literally been three days in one. <laughs> like, my, my shift is from 6.30 p.m. to 7 a.m. And I literally watched the clocks on our computers. It went from... One fifty nine to one o'clock. You hit me with that with that Snapchat. I, I I viewed it. Yeah, I was not happy, but I knew it was coming. I'm just happy they didn't make you stay till seven. You ain't finna work me past twelve hours. I, I you have even rights. if even you're if, a laborer. You're right, but even if they were to tell me that I had to stay till seven, I would have used some uh some some time and and left an hour early because yeah, because y'all can do it like that. Y'all got like that whole system where you can just be like hour. Warehouse Take life. Take my hour right here. Exactly. Warehouse life, baby. I respect that. I feel that. Yeah. I completely understand but it. But no, it, it, it definitely, it didn't take a toll, but it was just weird. Because I got home at 6.30, had my breakfast, was out by 8, but then woke up at 11.45 and went and saw a new movie today. We did see a new movie today. Yeah. It's the opening weekend of Eternals by Marvel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not what today's episode is about. What's today's episode about? Well, we are going to venture into some... Uh, some Mitch matches, some uh, some cartoons here, some cartoons there, some TV shows everywhere because we're looking at crossovers across the TV world. What is the most iconic crossover of all time? Well, for those in our generation that grew up watching and if you don't Nickelodeon. Say the, if you don't say the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, then you're wrong. Well, you just took my whole spiel away from me, but yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> what it was. Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 1, 2, and 3. They had three of them bad boys, and it was dope. I mean, they were iconic. They they set like a, a new generational standard for, you know, the intertwining of universes uh, within, I guess, studios? Question mark? Yeah, I mean, they're technically, they were under, they were both under the same studio. Um, Nickelodeon think, Studios. Yeah, Nickelodeon Studios, but most of the Nickelodeon animation studio, Nickelodeon, Nick, most of Nickelodeon animation was under Frederator Studios. Right. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Frederator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember that noise. Yeah. And so you would see that on essentially all Nickelodeon TV shows. Big, the main. I mean, at least in the what, like two thousand, like just early two four like, to two thousand like nine, maybe. Yeah, that, I mean, those were basically what. Uh, They're like like those foundational years, yeah. like the po- like the the really good post orange Nickelodeon years. Right, because yeah, like previously you yeah. had like cat dog and stuff like that. Yeah, but now you're we're at the point where we're growing up watching Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob, Jimmy Neutron, then that all spanned off to like the newer Timmy, uh, like I said, the crossovers of Jimmy Timmy Power Hours, uh, SpongeBob getting revamped and redid, and this whole generation now not knowing what good SpongeBob television is anymore. <laughs> I ain't gonna talk about it. I'm still mad. No, we can <laughs> let's steer away from that negativity. Because <laughs> honestly, the positivity of the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour is what genuinely got me through like a day of school, like maybe probably the end of oh, the yeah. week. When you saw when you just knew 
you watch TV, you finish with your homework at night, and like you're watching Nickelodeon, and it just has a commercial coming up for the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour happening this Friday at eight seven Central. It's like, dear God, <laughs> Bro, eight seven Central was the best. That's prime time for kids. Bro, that is literally the of prime time for children. Dude, like, like it was iconic. Like every I, the, new sh- movie, every new decom, every new crossover that happened everything new that you would want to see like your tv show friday night love that same tv show eight seven central exactly and everybody was excited about it because you come back monday and everybody's talking about it because you've seen it about five times with them rerunning it because they rerun it like three o'clock the next day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. saturday you're watching it like three or four times because it's coming on at like 12 p.m then 2 p.m you're right you got a couple episodes right there you're so right and then nick at night <laughs> Bro, the fact that the the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour made what was the blonde girl's name and and uh, Susie, it made Susie like a likable character nearly because Timmy saw something in Susie for some reason or another. Like I swear to God, it like changed her entire image to the character for me. For her like, and like towards Jimmy. Cause, yeah. Like, well, because yeah. initially she thought that was that it was Jimmy that Jimmy finally shrunk his head and. Became normal, quote unquote. Oh God! <laughs> we need to go back and rewatch these series. I swear, because I don't remember them verbatim. Like I, I remember the opening to the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour because oh, yeah, they kept swapping the radios, and they both end up taking her to the dance, and they like share yeah. her at the dance. Like they actually rift the universe, and like you got half two D, half three D, bro. Universe, bro. That's that was the other thing. That's about insane. That, that whole Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. That was the other thing. Like you get to see. Your favorite characters from Family Eye Parents switch over to 3D. CGI right, characters. Right. You see Jimmy Neutron switch over to 2D. They get all bulgy. Yeah. But then they <laughs> talk about, like, because it's funny because I remember Sheen, like, as soon as he went to, um, to the 2D. Yeah, 2D, yeah, yeah. He was just like, where's my dimensions? I'm flat. And, like, he just, like, fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> like, they couldn't, they couldn't handle being 2D animation. Dude, Sheen, hands down, was always the best comedic relief. Like, I mean, he was just ridiculous. And Overlord. What's that the name of the, the Ultra Lord. Ultra Lord. Ultra Lord. Don't Ultra disrespect Lord. his name. I'm Ultra not. Lord. I can't. I can't. I can't disrespect the name. Oh, but no, that's without a doubt, like, the most well-known, the most iconic. When you hear crossover... For our, within our generation, yeah. like the, the, the millennial the generation. The older millennials. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're definitely thinking about that. But like there's a vast history of crossovers. I mean, oh, yeah, that's not, that's within, definitely especially not, within cartoons. Right, but it's definitely not the first crossover. I mean, there are crossovers that have been happening since the dawn of TV. I mean, I'm thinking of the first ones that I can honestly think about are like Scooby-Doo, right? Like, I mean, like Scooby-Doo has like some of the more, the more like, I mean, like the weirder crossovers, like the weirder like special guests if you will because like they did that whole like celebrity series kind of thing oh, yeah when they had like batman and robin on one they had yeah. uh they had kiss on one kiss they had the uh, harlem globetrotters those were always my favorite ones the harlem globetrotter uh sequences were always my favorite episodes it was just funny i mean which had... they kind of make fun of in futurama now yeah, like, thinking about that <laughs> and oddly enough they're that's weird oddly enough now that i'm thinking about it phil lamar who voices the uh a couple of the main Harlem Globetrotters in Futurama. Yeah. Is also, he voiced one of the Harlem Globetrotters in an American Dad episode. <laughs> it was oh. weird. Because yeah, uh, there was a whole episode where Stan was basically left at a Harlem Globetrotter game by his dad. And right, right, right. basically took him in and oh my trained God. him to become a, a future Harlem Globetrotter. But, they, they, but he didn't have like, enough swagger to be a Harlem Globetrotter. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was just like, literally, the, the I forgot his name. I think his name was Curly. It was like looking at Stan. It was like, Stan. Curly Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Curly was like, 
saying it wouldn't look right with about 15 black men carrying a young white boy over with them across the country. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> they were, I mean, it, truth of the matter is that's the case, right? Yeah, like, but it's, it was, but look it's a little weird. Like, you have the, the, the behind the scenes crossovers with the same guy always voice multiple I mean, the, characters here and there. I mean, it's, it's always fun. When, like it's always fun when you see the same voice actor be able to, do a crossover and like, but they're the voice actor for the two different movies or two two different TV shows. Right. Kind of like the Bob Burgers one where they did the crossover with Archer. Oh my God. I mean, like that's perfect. (laughs) I mean, but back to the history. I mean, like these, these crossovers that really kind of set a mold were more iconic because I mean, like it, it created a universe for the viewer. And that's what I think the best thing about crossovers is, is like the ability for it to create a universe that you might not have really, I mean, it, it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Like, oh, shit, shoot, like these people exist together? They, they, they know each other. They're they're part of part of the same world. It's, it's Question mark? Yeah, it's like, huh? Like, that, that can happen? And it's it's interesting to see, especially with, uh, with different TV shows that are executive produced, created by the same team of people. Like yeah. Family Guy, you have there sometimes, they had a whole hurricane, like, crossover yeah where at the end of the the whole hurricane you see peter like the family guy house uh american dad house and cleveland's house they're all they all end up in virginia in cleveland's uh neighborhood and you see them all walk out the door holding guns to each other you see peter stand and in cleveland just all looking at each other it's like i don't know what's going on but everybody just get the hell back in the house (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's kind of like this whole idea that like you I think that like a lot of viewers when they watch these shows, mm-hmm. they that you you definitely see the similar animation styles. You definitely see like the similar like I, like themes or whatever throughout it, and like then the writers like jump into our brains and they're like, "Hey, we see it too," and like we're gonna create it for you. I think it's like that kind of in tune nature that people have with their audience, so that they can create these things that make them really special. And to that, we say thank you. Always, we we appreciate the writers, the I mean the whole executive team when it comes to creating or having the thought process of like, hey, let's put these different cartoons together. It's that creativity. It's that level of creativity that I think that and attention to detail mm-hmm. that you know brings us to our conversation even today because like there are so many great crossovers that I think that we've gotten to witness. More, I mean, like, you know, you had, like, the old 90s crossovers that were in, like, sitcom television, like Fresh Prince Bel-Air and, um, and, uh, 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 the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. Yeah, like, yeah. And the Jeffersons. But, like, now we do this in cartoons, right? Like, and oh, yeah. I mean. It's like they actually took the time to actually animate these characters to be in each other's universes. And it's like, you really did that. You did that for us. Truly. For, it's, truly. It's, 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 a, it's a love letter to the fans of both TV shows. Cause it's I like, think hey, so. I mean, like, yes, it you know. That we we see you, we hear you, and we're going to come together as a studio to put these together for you, especially when it like for those, your viewing pleasure, exactly for your viewing pleasure, especially those crossovers where it was like it became an event, like the Family Guy Simpsons crossover, like right, hours. right, like those are company, like these are big up head com- head head honcho conversation saying, hey, these are some of our most popular shows on this channel. What happens if we put them together, and you got the two storyboard teams, two writers, two directors, all of that come together to make this one cohesive story, and it just it either works or it doesn't. And most of the time, it works well because you have the best of both parts 
coming together to make the episode. And you got to think about like that writer's room too, right? Because like these are writers that typically just work with their specific teams. And then like, all it's right. It's like going so, to summer camp. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> it's like, let, let's, let's just see where our uh, our minds and our creative, creativity, flow, creative flow can go based off of each other's new ideas or like... Because, like, the thing is, I get 10 out of 10, the writers of these shows that manage to cross over are fans of each other's shows, oh, yeah. right? They so, like, to. you're... Especially, like, the head writers that, like, they probably did pitch the idea, like, hey, what if we ter- what if we were to put these together? What would it's, happen? It makes me think about, like, you know, like, one of those, like, studio cafe scenes in California or <laughs> Hollywood, and they're just like... Hey, I got an idea. You got an idea, and they're just like talking about it over coffee, right? Yeah, it's just like just spitballing it. I mean, that I feel like I feel like that that's how the that so sweet life of Hannah Montana happened. Oh, I mean, top tier. I I feel like I mean, like you were talking about these ideas around like the uh, how it's an event, bro. Like. When come you saw, on, when you saw, I think I I vaguely remember one of the first previews of. Of like Raven Baxter walking into the Tipton Hotel and it's just like wait what's, what like is going on or whatever like, what what is going on and then you see like Zach and Cody just pop up and then all of a sudden you see Hannah Montana all of them in the lobby of the Tipton Hotel I'm like what the heck is going on no and running then in my lobby exactly Mr. Mosby just coming out of nowhere I'm like wait 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 they're all together you mean these three shows <laughs> exist in the same universe they which did. I mean it does it, it does work you have, it works so well it, it, it did so beautiful I mean you have I forgot why Raven, Raven was, was in, in New San York because they had to go to Boston. Like, yeah, and they go, were from San Francisco. Yeah, they were in right? San Francisco having to go to Boston. I think it was like her mom had a conference. Her dad had like a cooking thing. They had to go up there. Okay. Um, okay. And then of course you have her dad, I think her dad was asked to be a chef at the Tipton or something, or like a guest chef or something like that. Yeah. But, uh-huh. um, it was that, but then you also have Hannah Montana, and I mean she's a pop star, so of course she's going to staying be at the nicest hotel in, yeah, in New York. In, yeah, in New York in Boston. I mean she probably had a concert that weekend. And right. That, right. And that, no, I think that's what it was. I think she had a, a concert, and I think um, Raven's dad was like the caterer for that concert. So that's how they like to put it all together. And right, I, we, right. these are a bunch of the crossovers. Like I, I just have to rewatch. I mean, they've things. had like ton, they they were like intermesh stories. I mean, like they they and and then at the end of it, these the this one specifically, mm-hmm. the uh, that's how sweet life of Hannah Montana was like a three parter. Oh, yeah, and no, I mean, like they, they were all hosted at the different locations. Yeah, but no, they were still they were still out at the. It was interesting because they were all still at the Tipton Hotel, but it was like the first the first episode was shot in a way that usually the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody is shot, uh-huh. and then the second uh-huh. one was like the way that uh, that's a Raven is shot, like the way that the cameras worked. It was like yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah, basically yeah. they moved each of their cameras and stuff. And each episode aired during that show's time, right? So it would, yeah, so like so, it wasn't like your, your seven eight central thing. It was like during the time slot, like you they would, usually do. Yeah. But like, yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. you basically you would have to sit and watch and wait. Sometimes it would play the like the, the previous, day, the yeah. previous episode, mm-hmm. and then like you watch it back and forth. So that way, on the third day, you basically watch like an hour and a half long crossover episode because you're watching all three episodes on the same day. And if I remember correctly. They were in sequence, so like the first part was like it led into the it second let, part. Yeah, it led into the second but part like, naturally. But, right, it, was like, but it was like it, it was basically like on that specific crossover. It's like the writers, the writers got new characters or like they got characters from established shows as guest stars right. on their respected TV show. Right. This so it's like you had like yeah. Two Life of Zack and Cody featuring Raven and Hannah Montana. And then right. you had That's the Raven featuring Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Hannah Montana. And then right. you had Hannah Montana right. featuring Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Raven. 
And it's like, and it, it's amazing. I mean, it, it, it's a level of detail that, like, I mean, we're talking about it today for some reason because for the exact reasons that they wanted. Ten well, plus years later. I mean, like, these shows, like, meant something. I mean, for some reason. And, like, just thinking about, I don't know, like, it, it filled gaps where the other ones, like, you know, they had, like, their specific messages and their specific, mm-hmm. like, ideas. And they were there was, like, this level of idea sharing that was between the three, right? Like, I mean, Raven always had, like, the less, essentially the lesson of, you know, I don't know, like, don't don't be too impulsive, essentially, right, I mean, based like off of, like. the future, just, like, be careful of, like. Yeah, it was, like, be at. wary of these kinds of yeah. things. And, like, Zach and Cody always had the message of, you know, responsibility, like child growth like all that thing and then because like their their mom was always freaking busy or whatever yeah. and then hannah montana was just like living a double life kind secrets, of deal. like your, your your secrets and and, your, and so like it, it was cool to see how like their different lessons would like impact each other and yeah, go, yeah and like you and know they taught each other different stuff based off of like their own personal experience yeah, yeah. which is life essentially right yeah, like i mean like I said, it still it still just comes together as like one its own universe. Yeah, one whole universe, and it's just it's dope to see it all happen. Because sometimes there isn't even a full lesson. It's more so we just want to say thank you for watching our TV shows. And truly, this is at the gift. end of the day, yeah. this is a gift to you, the fan. It's awesome. And I mean that, that that kind of like I think jumps us off into like another like what we're seeing now is like within crossovers, right? Like these were because like the writers for the shows now probably watched. Oh, yeah. These crossovers, like, earlier on, right? Like Our age, probably someone older. Exactly. And they grew up watching these same crossovers or some some of the older crossovers back in, like, the Precisely. And so now, like, there's still a crossover culture. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, without a doubt, like, we've been, you know, we we love Marvel. Of course. We love the Marvel TV shows. We love the Marvel movies. And now, like, they're, I mean, the crossing over. is one of the most ambitious crossovers that's ever been done. Without a doubt. The first Avengers movie, no one would have thought that you would put. The you, no one would have thought this would have been connect, a connected universe when you had Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Those movies come out. You had Iron Man two come out, which introduced uh, Black uh, Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. And then all of a sudden, you see the Avengers, and it's like, wait, wait, these are the same characters from these individual movies, but they're in one movie. And then we have one of our favorite villains from one of the other movies. It was mind blowing. It was utterly mind blowing. Like that, that first Avengers movie was. It's it's going to go down in one of the in the history book is one of the greatest crossovers ever because it's one of the first big major motion picture crossovers that was that successful. Exactly. So, I mean, globally successful. I mean, I mean look where we are now with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I think that we can. Yeah, we know. <laughs> right? Like it worked. We know you. It works. So like, because it continues to work, people continue to do it. I mean, from something as like again as like small screen as like. What am I thinking of? Broad City. No, not Broad City. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. these are two, like, pretty simple shows that everyone really loves to, to in, and enjoys to watch for the comedic purposes of this live-action television. Of, of direct, Detective Peralta and, and Jess just popping up and seeing each And then the all of us, oh, bro, and the crossover <laughs> is just so, like, they just throw it together. Like, they just throw it in there and you're just all of a sudden. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. Like, all of a sudden, it's a crossover? That's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wait a minute. That's Jess. Hold on. What? What? She's getting in his car? What? Like, they're in New York. They're in New York. But they're in... And they're both originally Comedy Central show? No. No. no um, ABC. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was Fox. Got, got moved to NBC. 
And then Jess was a uh, new girl was NBC. NBC. So like once it, once that moved to NBC, I think that's what made it work exactly better. <laughs> I mean, and then like before that, we had that we talked we were talking earlier, like the, yeah, the crossover with like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, which was like I'm, I mean, it was it's pretty freaking epic because like for black women. Two murdered by one more powerful black woman. <laughs> just it's centered around like murder and like getting people off or uh or hiding them. Or hiding or hiding <laughs> something or yeah. hiding a scandal, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean like they just they went in. They went in on that show. I swear. I, I I don't remember the details of the episode, but I knew I liked it. I knew it was it was a it was an episode. <laughs> powerful episode indeed. And like I said, you got two powerful black women written by a more powerful black woman. On major motion, not major motion, major network TV. Major network TV. That's the best way to put it, because I said small screen, but like yeah. major network television. Well, I mean, even even some of the other major network TVs. I mean, you have the DC, the Arrowverse crossovers. CW is doing hella crossovers. They like did. they, and, like, well, they they've slowed down because, like I said, they they were they built it up to the Crisis on Infinite Earths with uh, Arrow and it was literally Arrow, Flash, Batwoman. Uh, Black Dark Thunder, whatever his name is. Black Lightning. Black Dark Thunder. <laughs> Black Lightning. Dark Screw. Thunder. Dark Thunder. <laughs> I'm gonna call him from now on. I, I, oh, he's. Oh. I'm sorry. He's funny. He's a. I don't know. Like I, I didn't watch it that much. Oh, I can't man. lie. I didn't watch it that much. But like. You know, it was you know me and DC. I, know. I have a finicky relationship with <laughs> yeah, DC. But like I said, with, with like I said, Crisis on Infinite Earths, it literally it was a culmination of all those shows, right? Into a five or six no, it was a five part crossover event, and it was huge. <sighs> five was, weeks, bro. Like yeah, and it was you had week to, to week wait weekly because they they they. And they up. did, and and like the uh the that's a sweet life of 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 Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. It was. You got to be watching every show. Yeah. Like you got to be. Otherwise, you're going to be lost and you're going to be in the dark. Yeah, but I mean, thankfully, they they kept it as that that those that five-week span. It was specifically, strictly the crossover. It wasn't Batwoman. It wasn't Flash. It wasn't Arrow. It wasn't Black Lightning right. or any of that. It was right. literally, it was the crossover. So, it stayed as that one uniform. Hole. Yeah, 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 one yeah. uniform hole. But then also, that... That crossover gave us one of the biggest cameo crossovers that we've seen split from movie to TV, not including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with uh, with Nick Fury. We had Barry Allen, Grant Gustin's Flash, uh-huh. and Ezra Miller's Flash. Right. That like, happened. Because of the, the DC multiverse yeah. situation. Exactly. That, so he, that they, we are they, now they, exploring, essentially. Yeah, we, we, and it's cool to see that because now we are getting, like I said, the new flash, like we said, the new flash movie is coming out. He does already, like at that point, he, he knows about the multiverse. Right. Because he has met this other Barry Allen. Right. They right. Back and forth, they, they talk to each other and it was, it's, it's dope to see that that's where everything is built up to and that we're about to get to these bigger crossovers and we're finally getting a more successful DC universe with the flash. I think the flash is going to be that tipping point of a, New, better, fingers crossed. DC, you know, fingers. I, I I've seen the trailers. And I'm excited I have, by the trailer. I have high hopes because you have the director of the Flash movie, the same guy who directed it, Chapter One and Chapter Two. And I mean, you're bringing back Ezra Miller. He was probably probably the best part of the Justice League movie, um, even in the even in the even Snyder, in the Snyder cut. cut. Yeah, um, yeah, that you got. They're more. They're tying it more to the comic book, and so it's going to be more comic accurate. You're getting more comic accurate suit. You have. 
Returning Michael Keaton, my, like I said, my favorite Batman mm. of all time. You have Ben Affleck coming as my second favorite Batman of all time. So, I mean, this is checking off all the marks for me. <laughs> all the Jeremy boxes <laughs> yeah, for success. For, for, for a DCEU movie, definitely. And, I mean, it's, it's dope that we're getting that now. And the future of crossovers are... are just to tie everything up, the future of crossovers is just looking great. It's, look, it's looking very bright. I, I completely mean, like, agree with Flash, you. Flash, we have what just came out recently: Scooby Doo and Cursed Cowardly Dog have their crossover movie, which was oh my god, I haven't seen it yet, but it looks promising. So it's a new movie? Yeah, it came out a couple months ago. You mentioned it. I thought it was an old thing. No, it's it's relatively new. Like oh, like this year. Oh, we've been and and you know what? Ten out of ten. The crap. That's something that people have been asking for. Exactly. I mean, that's something for people. Two iconic dogs and two scary I mean, cats in very scary circumstances. And this time it's going to be legitimately scary and not archaeological not, digs instead of. Well, I mean, like you know how we talked about courage a couple weeks ago. And yeah, yeah. How we how we were seeing it from his perspective. So it was just like it could be just a random gardener and not right, 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 right. But this time it's going to be actually Scooby Doo mystery. So it's. Legit, legit, yeah, yeah, legit, spooky, like legit something mystery. That'll, something yeah. that'll scare Shaggy is going to be the same thing that scares Courage. So we're, like, yeah, we're human, actually human to dog interaction is going to actually be scary. It's going to be fluid and like very clear. Yeah, so, I hear that. I hear that. It wakes. So we definitely have a lot to look forward to with with uh, with crossovers, and we've. I can't say enough how much I've enjoyed the history so of we crossovers. Even touched on like any of like the weirder stuff. Crossovers like the Power Rangers and TMNT. Yeah, we got uh, that. We had who, what else? It was a bunch of weird ones. I can't even. I, can't even I mean, like, no, I, I hear you because, like, there was definitely a, a, a time there where they kind of went a little crazy with uh, just, with crossovers. <laughs> you know, they because they, if I remember correctly, like there was there probably wasn't like a TV show or at least an action show that went without one. And I mean. We had the Defenders, which was like the Netflix Marvel one, which, I mean, people didn't really see that. That was like Netflix and Marvel merging in a weird way. Yeah. Briefly. Very briefly. briefly. It was the darker side of Marvel. and I I, love Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was one of my favorite shows. I didn't watch the the, the, the last season, the season three, but I mean, the first two seasons were actually pretty good. I didn't watch. Uh, I, I mean, watched, I watched Luke Cage. No, I watched all of Luke Cage. I watched all of Iron Fist because it stopped after season one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the last season of Daredevil. I didn't watch Daredevil. I didn't. I watched the first season. I watched the first two seasons because second season that's when you got introduced to the Punisher. I watched the first and you loved because you loved Daredevil. Punisher was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the second good. season, but I watched the first one. I enjoyed the first season. I definitely enjoyed the first season. But I mean, all that to say is we can go on and on. Can go on and on. But what we're going to do now is take a quick break. You're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we will be right back with the weekly blurb. See you in a minute, guys. It's time for the weekly blurb. Fallopian tubes. What a savory word. Mm, Fallopian. That brings us to our next topic of conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome Thank back. you for uh, tuning in. To the fallopian tubes. To the Blurred Boys. Mm. If you haven't p- picked it up yet, uh, what is our weekly Blurred on, Jeremy? We're actually doing, doing it. going to do a joint weekly verb today. I like this idea. On the newest season of Big Mouth Season 5. I, wish I had this idea. But you did. Mm. Mm. Gracias. De nada. Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, no. The, the new season just came out this past weekend. If you haven't watched it, definitely go watch it. If you're not old enough to watch it, don't watch it unless you're not in the room with your parents. Um, ten out of ten, things. don't watch the show with your parents. <laughs> I uh, I recommended it to um, Miriam's mom the other day, and I was like, if you want shock humor. Cause she loves shock humor. She okay. loves shock humor. Okay. Like she'd, okay. be, she'd be sitting Miriam all this ish, and you just be like, "What the heck is going on?" Laurie? I definitely like, I oh. asked my mom if she would ever watch Big Mouth. She said she wouldn't touch that with a fifty foot. I mean, pole. I like, just figured I was like, if if Laurie wants a good case of some shock humor, one hundred percent watch Big Mouth. Like th- that show. I mean, from the beginning to end, it's always had its. Uh, it's moments. It's moments, bro. Like, <laughs> you, you can't watch the show without having, like, a moment in there where you definitely question, like, are, am I going to keep watching this show? Yeah, you, you got to breathe. <laughs> you got to breathe. Which, in, I mean, this new season. Like, the new season, Ooh. high key, I mean, it. We're looking at love bugs, hate worms, Christmas specials, Santa schlong. We ain't going to Bro, this. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! We, we, is this right. is definitely the holiday season, though. I mean, they went through. I mean, they they came, th- they started, it, released it at the start of November. I mean, yeah. I think it made perfect sense. Yeah, but it's definitely the, like I said, the holiday episode. I mean, I mean, you got season four. It had um, summer. What was that? Summer to Halloween. But yeah, that was like the whole season was summer to Halloween. Right. Everything right, between right. that. And then you and they picked five. right back up off where they right back where they left off, mm-hmm, which was, which was in the same school year actually. Oh, no, it's it's I mean, all about. of this is still in eighth grade year. <laughs> That's the weirdest part. Oh man, and I mean, <laughs> good God, the, I mean, we binged it. Like we both binged it. Like we. Finished I'm definitely it. gonna watch it another two or three got times. Got to, got to, because there's so much in it. Like there's so much in it to like to really even pick apart. Didn't know that Connie had a sister, Bonnie. Right, right. <laughs> Twin like, sisters. Spoiler, and, but like, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, I'm sorry. Spoilers ahead for for those who haven't watched it yet, but definitely go watch it before this uh, podcast releases. Even though you're listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> <laughs> go back in time, take a look at Big Mouth season five, and then come back and listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> come back and, uh, for the ten minute segment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely you got like I said. It, it was funny because you have Bonnie, who's like the more woke sister. So she was like, yeah. "I don't go by monst- monstrous. I go by monster. My monster. Yeah, <laughs> was like, yeah, 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 yeah." She's like, she loves the hot tubs instead of the book bias. <laughs> <laughs> but she still loves she, and she hates. Starts out hating Maury. Like she was like, she's not about Maury. Like, she, that, it, that ski they trip. definitely had a whole moment. They had their they had their uh, bonding moment without a doubt. How you feel about uh, Bernie Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> um, you mean Louise? You mean Louise? <laughs> no, nah, dude, I, I love Bernie Sanders. Like, I mean, that kind of like fling love is the cutest thing in eighth grade to me. I was so happy for Andrew. Yeah. So happy. Yeah, he got he went on a little family trip. He had a little bit of fun yeah. with like a random Oh, I'm girl. sorry. He wasn't Andrew Glauberman at that point. He was Andrew Birch because he was part of the Birch family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Andrew Birch. I'm going to enjoy this ski resort vacation. I'll be honest, like the level of annoyance, I felt a little bit of, like I felt Nick's annoyance in that moment. I'm like, you're just gonna adopt the family like this, aren't you? Like you're, hey, I felt for Andrew at that point. My dude, my dude was happy. He was away from his right. His parents, like, he was his, just having a good time. Like he was just having an innocent. My man was like, time. I'm here. This girl is attracting me. I'm attracted to the girl. We got the same personality. And all the while, her his best friends hate, just hate. 
and which is salty and salty. Like I can't, I, I can't abide the saltiness that he that he that he was through the entire freaking season. Right, right? Like, like the hate worm popping up. I'm surprised that her his hate and Missy's hate didn't bring them together. Like I was like that. I fully expected I, this hate. This hateful is. I thought so too, but at the same time, I was like, please don't. I I, I didn't want that. Because, I mean, you saw how awkward it was when they did attempt to date each other in the previous season. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah they had, weird. like, one or two dates at the golf course. And right. it was, like, when they had little superhero episodes. And, right, yeah. right. And, like, and I remember, uh, watch his face. Andrew, Andrew yeah. being mad jealous. Like, he was right. just, like, that's what I'm saying. So, jealous. I mean, we, we, we didn't need to see that all again. That's no, that's true. They, they, did, they, did it, they did a little bit of a exploration in that in earlier seasons yeah yeah so i mean it, it was good that they didn't go down that road again because yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to bro the thanksgiving episode had me weak though with missy hitting the weed bro like i i the wait the accuracy bro, the ag- as, bro soon as, as soon as i heard quinta and lena say hey you want to go for a walk i'm like wait no they're not gonna go for a walk my cousin's walk bro the, no, the, the co- walk it's just the walk bro you know what the walk is they all of my brothers and sisters yeah, you know what the bro, walk I is know all about the you walk. know what the walk is they went <laughs> for a walk and I was like they just did this they sure in an did. animated TV show I was I well I mean like they, with them too like they've managed to, to stay true to the culture right like, yes. they, like that's what they're trying to do with them like, as a, having a presence within the television that also show. goes back to the writers room though it's like you got the Facts. accuracy that's coming Facts. from the writers the cultural room. competency yes and I'm, I'm like crying. this. why is this not in other TV shows it's in other TV shows yeah, but you don't hear them say hey you want to go for a walk <laughs> You never hear that. You have and you have the things. Is it, is it time? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they knew what was up. Well, they also knew that uh, that 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 her what's her face's mom's cooking was garbage. Like like they were like can't <laughs> I can't be okay. Ain't gonna be eating this, bro. Like <laughs> that uh, fake chocolate pie. Yeah. <laughs> the cado- cadoba. The, the level of cringe. The level of cringe that was that Thanksgiving dinner was far too high for me I was like this is just not good but then also, what I also did like about that Thanksgiving episode was that we finally saw the one thing that like that showed Andrew's dad's love right was that turkey yeah. it was like that's the only way he can actually show love and affection it's like, well like he you chose this turkey and one time a year that's the one time I actually show affection but still <laughs> through anger right it was like hey Je- what's it uh the generational anger yeah, the generational anger, but also, uh, what's what's the dad's name? I can't remember. But like Nick's dad was saying, it was like, hey, what did you make this uh, turkey with? Uh, how's the turkey made? With anger. <laughs> you go, wow. He, Marty, Marty. His, Marty, st- yeah. Yeah, Marty Nobody Glauberman. Stopped, not Glauberman. Yeah, Marty, yeah, Marty, Marty Glauberman. Glauberman. Andrew's he's, dad, he's never Andrew's a happy dad. man. Yeah, no, he is, Martin is not. He will never be a happy man. And he he wants to ensure that his son is not. He's also an bro, angry man. <laughs> but, bro, when they became Christian. Oh, my God. When they became Christian. <laughs> that was his wish. That was the, that was his one wish that he had. He's oh like, my God. I wish I was Christian. And I cried. I was like, this dad? Like, what is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Was it Marty? Marty Glauberman? Who's Glauberman? Our last name is Kent. Bro. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Andrew. Here's the keys to your Range Rover. It was like specifically the Range Rover. I'm like, oh. Just once, I want my parents to be on the verge of uh, broke for Christmas. For my Christmas. Wow. Oh, man. No, but I, I think overall, I really enjoyed this season. Obviously, it had like its like shocking moments even still. like Which is... A, 
inc- increasingly impressive considering the amount of shock factor that the first season gave everybody. I mean, like from then on, I mean, we are five seasons in, and now. we're like continuing to uh, up the quality of of shock humor as well as like storytelling. I think that that's that speaks to like what the show actually is doing is and, and it's steadily improving as it goes along. And I think that that's that's hard to do. That's right. really hard okay, to like do. One last little funny bit. One last little spoiler for you guys. The No Nut November. First episode. episode. First episode. And like, what's funny is that you see Rick try to get Nick. Like, he actually like was spiteful toward Nick. He was like, oh, I'm going to go to the nut. Like, I was like, he legit was like, finna go and like, he got crazy. I'm like, Rick, what are you doing? Like, Rick was, was on a mission. Rick was. He was more serious than when he was with Steve. Like, facts, that's how bad facts, it was. Facts, like, facts. you are going to do the do. Poor <sighs> Poor Nick. I feel bad for Nick a lot in the show. Look, he, who the main character is. Oh, yes, yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, true. yeah, you also see that you found out who the, the head honcho, the CEO of the hormone department is. We don't need to spoil that one. Well, I'm not. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's one of that, that, that episode. I mean, it's the season finale, but still, like, you need to. You gotta I, watch it. I was, I was yeah. pleasantly happy. <laughs> Precisely. Same here. But uh, yeah, no, just in things, I would definitely, 10 out of 10, would rewatch. I'm going to rewatch at least three or four more times so I can start quoting that ep- quoting that season <laughs> verbatim. And uh, yeah, I'm especially excited. And I will be playing this at my uh, little slumber party, uh, the Christmas episode. Yeah, we'll as you all should. The as so you should. It will happen, and we will be seeing some uh, some of Santa's elves doing things, and Santa and and the Die Hard slash uh, the, the Keanu Reeves. There you go. I forgot that name of that movie. It's okay. Yeah, but that one. Yeah. Uh, uh well, all you I have to say, I guess, at the end of it is Palola. Oh my God, Jay. <laughs> you can't do this to me because I'm always going to be with you, Jay. <laughs> always and forever. Palola and Jay forever. Palola. <laughs> oh, man. But we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, tune in next week. We will be discussing the Eternals movie. And uh, where can the people find us, Mr. Williams? Well, you can email us at blurredsurviveguide at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you could. Follow us on our Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide as well. You can also like us or follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Blurred Guide. And, or you can always follow us on our personals at JW0283. And at JBear3295. Remember, you can also support us by shopping at Redbubble. Find some merch. I have my shirt now. It sure looks do. fantastic. It's a handsome shirt. Yeah, but definitely, other than that, keep, keep surviving, surviving, everybody. everybody. Listen to the theme song. Step into the spotlight, survival is true. Bridge, come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blurred Survival Guide. Two guys, two mics, our producer. Step into the spotlight, survival is true. Bridge, come and take a seat with the combo we provide.